Okay, let's jump in. So, <clears throat> we've been talking about the three levels of love, Avazuta, Avaraba, and Avas Olam. Uh, the small love, the hidden love, which he pointed out that, that hidden natural love that we all have, when it's hidden, it's far better to have Yira, because Yira is something which is more accessible. Avaraba is something which is gifted to us by God, and Avas Olam, he hasn't really defined just yet. So he begins by associating the different types of loves with different forefathers, and he says like this, Avram Avinu Alavashalam, Rosh Hamishtadlim, he made great efforts, right? Avram had to work hardest to simply connect to God because he was born into a world where that was not taught to him. He didn't have that type of education and he tried and he tried and he tried. And Zacha Lamidas Ahava Shumatanas So he received the gift of this love. He received the gift of Ava Rabba, of the great love, the manifest love. And again, as we saw before, it's something which to have, to experience that love of God is not something we could do. We could try, we could try, we could try, but ultimately it's not that there's a direct connection between our efforts and getting there. It gets dropped onto us as a gift, right? Whereas Yira is something we could work on and we could tangibly make ourselves more fearful. With love, we could work on it, but then the actual feeling is something which he says is gifted to us. Yeah. So, so... It just would seem like um, that it's better to receive that from God than something that comes to us easier, which is the fear of God. That that we can do ourselves, right? But he's saying that the higher and the better is to receive. Absolutely. He's saying that the better is to. Well, he, the better is to, is to fear God. Well, he was saying like this. He was saying that. Well, all he was, what he was saying is that certainly the experience of the higher level of love of God is certainly greater. Um, what he also said was that it's somewhat, it's not in our hand, entirely in our hands. So we could strive and we should strive for that, but ultimately it's going to be gifted for us. So at times when we don't have that higher level. When we don't have that higher level of feeling of love, then we should focus on the fear because that's much more accessible. Attainable. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So he says like this. What are you more afraid of? Honest question. Are you afraid more of God or are you afraid more of the Orioles upcoming season? Right. What's more scary? Don't answer that on the record. Okay, Vyitzchak. Vyitzchak, and here he says something interesting, a, a, bit, of a, a, a bit of a different understanding of, of Avazuta, kind of elaborating a little bit more. Vyitzchak rosh hanoladim mikochim mikudashim mileda, mibeten, v'huvtach terem lidaso shiezer Hashem. So what, what, what is unique about Yitzchak? Yitzchak is the first one who is born into holiness, right? Avram is born to idolaters. He has to grow, he has to break off the shackles of whatever he was born into and change entirely. Yitzchak is someone who is born into holiness to the point that God says, this child is going to be a holy child, right? He is born into a sense of holiness. So what does that connect to? Adam. So two things happen with Yitzchak. One is he, more than the others, represents the avazuta, the small love. Not because he doesn't have a lot of love, as, as, I'll, as I'll tell us explicitly later, but the, where does the, the avazuta is something, as we said before, which is natural. Every Jew is born with a natural inkling towards God. Yitzchak was born with that. Because as opposed to Yaakov, who didn't receive that, because he had to work and work and work to get anywhere in his relationship with God, Yitzchak is someone who is born with a natural connection to God, and therefore he is naturally, he has the avazuta, and therefore he represents that avazuta. Not coincidentally, the midah that Yitzchak focuses on through his life, and the one he's most associated with, is that of Yira. 
Um, and it makes a lot of sense. Since Avazutza, that smaller love, that more natural love, is one that is a part of him that he represents more than others, he specifically works on this element of, of Yira more than the others. Now, as I'll say later on, all of the Avos had excellent Ava and excellent Yira, but if we were to associate them, if we were to pick one Mida which they represent more than others, it would certainly be the fact that Yitzchak was the first to be born of that, as we spoke about it yesterday, that pilot light inside of him that gave him that natural love. And he too, and as we saw before, that natural light is most associated with Yira because when we only have that natural light, we need to work on our sense of fear of God. So Yitzchak, more than others, is connected to that. Yes? Does he go into Yaakov? Yaakov. Uh, yeah, next line. Okay, let's go. He says, let's be clear. He says, again, it's completely, let's be, to be perfectly clear, they all have all of the different midos, all the good love, the higher levels of love, the lower levels of love, that of Yira. For Yitzchak, it was much, the hidden love and the Yira were much stronger, but most certainly he had these moments of Avarab of that great love as well. Let's get to Yaakov. Umidas Yaakov, Avas Olam. He is connected to Midas. Avas Olam. What is Olam? Shumavriach mikatsa lakatsa. You know, when we discuss Yaakov in much of the Kabbalistic literature, he's, he's associated with the middle um, pole in the Mishkan, the center pole, right? And he's the center of the, of, you know, he's many of the seem as not as Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, but they see it almost as a triangle. There's Avram, there's Yitzchak, and there's Yaakov. Yaakov is always seen in the middle between them, uh, whether it's because he is, uh, represents the, the synthesis between the two Midos of Avram's love and, and, and Chesed and the fear and awe of Yitzchak, and he synthesizes the two. Uh, but also, as we'll see over here, the, but the fact that it goes through the center and is consistent, uh, what the Balatanya and others see it as, as Midas to Emes, right? Tita and Emes to Yaakov. It is, there's a certain consistency, right? If it goes through everything, and even according to Chazal, the middle bar in the Mishkan actually turned around at the edges, however that works, something miraculous, but the point is that it's consistent, it's always there in the middle. That is the meat of Yaakov. The Kayim La'ad, and it's forever, that's the Avas Olam, not that it's the love of the world, but it's a love just like Olme Olamim, like in the sense of eternity. It is eternal love. That is the Mida of Yaakov. She'en lo bitol vehefsek, it has no end point. Kitam, associated with the idea of Yaakov vino lavashalam, lo meis. We have this tradition that Yaakov didn't die. So, Whatever that means on a practical level, we could discuss. Uh, but what he says is that the Mida of Yaakov did not, does not die because Yaakov is truth. We know that truth is something which is eternal. Falsehood, right? The famous idea that, that the sages point out that Aleph, Mem, Saf all have strong footing. They have strong foundation. Aleph has two legs, Mem is flat and Saf. Whereas Sheker, right, is all these one, these single points. They're all the single legs. The bottom of the shin is just a single a single points. The kuf is a single point, and the ratio is a single point. It's something which topples over. Emes is something which is eternal, and sheker is not. So he called tokef ahava, eno el lisha. He says, why is this so important when we speak about Yaakov? Because he says, when we talk about love and intensity of love, typically it's something which is temporary. And then it goes, right? We have highs. And we have lows. We have moments, whether it's a Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, whether it's a Pesach, whether it's a random Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever it may be, where a person feels an intensity of love. They, they daven like, uh, like they haven't daven before and they feel so close. Maybe they visit Eretz Yisrael, whatever it may be. There's some experience, some trip, something that makes them feel that closeness. And then it goes, right? We can't hold on to it, most of us. And more than it's 
you know, hard to understand love that comes and goes. There's also the fact that we have, we're sometimes in a good mood and we feel rested and calm. And sometimes we don't. And when we feel rested and calm and, and, and in a good place, it's much easier for us to experience that love of God, right? Uvitsar vitsara. But when a person feels stressed and distressed, midas yira, then they, they don't feel love. If they're lucky, they'll feel yira. Oftentimes they'll feel nothing, right? But it's very hard to feel love of God when we're feeling like we're all over the place and we feel tense and we feel stressed for whatever it may be. Uva emes, but in truth, charla'ava, bembetivo, a person has to love God both in the good and in the bad, whether it's a good time or whether it's a bad time, whether they're feeling relaxed or whether they're feeling stressed. It doesn't matter. The love of God is something which we have an obligation to feel. That's what the Medrash says. The Gemara says, excuse me, one of the interpretations of the Gemara is the simple translation. Excuse me, the simple translation is Bechal Miodecha in all of your resources. The way, one of the interpretations of the Gemara is Bechal Mido, Mido, Shumod, Lecha, whatever God serves you. Whether God serves you a good day, whether God serves you a bad year, a bad, whatever, doesn't matter. In all those situations, you have to find a way to love God. And so, although we've been discussing Avazuta, the, the hidden love, Avarabah, the intensity, the Avarabah typically comes and goes. We feel intensity if we're lucky, but then it moves away. Ahavas olam is a way of saying, I'm going to serve God all the time. And when is that most necessary? During the dark times, during the times when we feel the stress, during the times we feel uh, confused and, and anxious. Those are the times that we need to, that, that's when we have the opportunity to express the avas olam, the consistent love, right? So avas olam, the eternal love and the consistent love. Shuneged Yaakov Avinu al Shalom. He was able to hold on to, again, the meat of Avram and the meat of Yitzchak, Ava and Yira, at all times, right? Because the flip side is true too. When a person's feeling really good, sometimes our Yira kind of slips, right? When we're too joyous, then perhaps things uh, slip on the other hand. Yaakovina was the, had the ability to calibrate, to constantly hold on to both Ava and Yira in the good times, both Yira in the good times, Ava in the bad times. That is the, the consistency of Yaakov, as it says in Tanat Ve'el Yahu, Ani erasi mitoch simchasi, v'simachti mitoch yirasi. Okay, so poetic statement of, I had fear in my times of joy, and I had joy in my times of fear, right? This is the idea of being able to bring in the necessary midah in those different good times and bad times. Ulechein omrim ba'arvis ahavas olam, neged Yaakov avinu alvashalom. Right? What is, right? The, the, the tefillah, the prayer that we say immediately before Shema is what? In the morning we say what? Ahava, Rabba, right? At least Ashkenazim. And we'll get to the Spartan in a moment. But Ahava Rabba, which is parallels who? Avram, right? Which, right? Avram was the one who has the Ava Rabba. It's that impassioned love. So in the morning, Shachras, which represents ya- Avram Avinu, we say Ava Rabba. In the evening, which represents Yaakov, which is also specifically the time of darkness, right? That is what Yaakov represents to us. The ability to serve God, even with a love on breathing down your neck, even in an encounter with Esav, the ability to do so and still connect to God, still have that love of God, that's Avas Olam. That's the consistency. And that's why in the evening, we switch from Avarava to Avas Olam. Because in the evening, we have to remind ourselves it has to be consistent. It's not only when it feels good. It's not only when it happens to us. We have to be able to generate that love even in the darkest of times, right? So it goes, it parallels Yaakov, Shatika, and Tilas Arvis, Vumidaso, Lios, Gambe, Erev, Eis, Chashchos, Atzaros, Ahava, Bilti, Nitekas. Even in the times of darkness, even in the times of great distress, um, anxiety, during those times, a person has to be able to find love that does not get disrupted. That is something we learn from Yaakov. That is the Avas Olam, which we strive for as well.
Okay. I was wondering, you know, God chose 